Welcome to Fireside Jets. My name is Alex with my co-host here, Ryan Moran. Today, we want to discuss five keys to beating the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, we've kind of spent the whole week figuring out exactly what their weaknesses are, how their offensive line has been performing, where the Jets can step up, some injury report yesterday. Um, and obviously, this is definitely, I would say, a favorable matchup for the Jets just based on how the Bengals are playing right now. But we have some specific things we want to discuss and talk about with you guys uh, before we dive into it. Ryan, how do you do today, my friend? I'm doing great, Alex. I mean, I think, you know, this is a game that the Jets should really win, quite honestly, playing at home with an opportunity to get over 500 for the first time in years, you know, really start to string a winning streak together. And I think this is a good opportunity against a good team that they did beat last year on, you know, their road to the Super Bowl. And, you know, I think for, for starters, the first key really is just the Jets defensive line needs to win this game, whether it's against the run or the pass. You start on the ground. The Bengals' rushing attack is averaging 3.8 yards a carry, which is 24th in the NFL right now. And the Jets' run defense obviously struggled a ton last week, allowed you know close to 200 yards on the ground. And for them, you really couldn't ask for a better opportunity to get things going. So I think from a down-and-distance standpoint, the Jets' defensive line has got to stay ahead of schedule on this one. And from there, I mean, you, you look in the passing game, the Bengals have allowed the most amount of sacks in the NFL – they allowed uh, 20 quarterback hits over the first two games, which the Jets alone have had nine on the year. So there's no excuse for them to not get going. The Jets have a total of three sacks so far in two games, which is you know not good enough when you look at Carl Lawson, Quentin Williams, John Franklin Myers, Jermaine Johnson, Jacob Martin, Sheldon Rankins. The Jets just have too much t- starting talent and depth behind it in terms of getting into the quarterback. And they've got to get home on Burrow in this game. And from there, really just making sure that they're sound with their gaps and keep him in the pocket and – to me, it's the clear cut first key for the Jets when this game is this pass rush has got to, you know, finally start to make its impact. Yeah, we know JFM and Quinn Williams were on the, the questionable designation report uh, this week, but it seeming, seems like they will be playing. Um, Carl Lawson obviously has to step up, has to have a big game against his former team. I imagine he kind of wants to do that. Um, but you're right. The Jets defensive line needs to step up in this game. They have a great opportunity to take advantage of Jonah Williams, Lyle Collins, uh, you know, two guys that are definitely struggling to start the year. I think, uh, Jonah Williams already given up three sacks in two games, so he's really struggling. Interior line there is also pretty pretty bad. So um, they put Joe Burrow under pressure. He he'll turn the ball over a little bit. He'll he'll force him to beat you right now. He's definitely still coming back from that injury. Doesn't look like his hundred percent self. Uh, but that's the first key: defensive line stepping up and winning this game uh, for the Jets in the trenches. Uh, the number two is don't be the de- don't let the defense allow uh, the Bengals' offense to, to create big plays. Right? You're looking at Joe Mixon. You're looking at Jamar Chase. Um, Drew Sample, their tight ends out this week. So, you know, Jamar Chase, that's the guy you got to limit. You know, you have two really good corners uh, with Sauce and DJ Reed. I'm, I'm curious to see how they kind of uh, man up on Jamar. I think they'll go with a more experienced guy um, and DJ and, and, and have, um, you know, Sauce on Higgins. I think that makes the most sense because of, you know, his size. Uh, Sauce has the good si- a good size uh, matchup against Higgins. I think it makes sense to do that. Um, but, you know, I will say, that Joe Mixon is a bruising running back. He runs you into the ground. He'll get 25, 30 touches a game, and he just wears you out. That's kind of like what Ezekiel Elliott did in his prime. He would just grind you out, wear you out until you're like, goodness gracious, I don't want to meet this guy in the hole again. Like, you know, it's just a constant physical battle. So the Jets have to play physically on the, on the defensive side. They got to be aggressive in the run game. They can't let up. They can't let those big chunk plays late in the game. Um, and in the, in the passing game, you know, they have the talent to get it done. You know, the, the, the Jets defense is good enough. Their secondary has had some struggles at times. Um, but I think that's not because of their cornerbacks. I think it's more because of safety play. LaMarcus Joyner um, definitely had his fair share of issues. Ashton Davis got an interception last week, uh, but I still think he sucks. So 
you know, this is definitely an interesting situation, Ryan. Um, you know, what are your thoughts about the Jets defense matching up against this Bengals offense? It really jumped out to me when I was watching them. And then you look at the stat sheet and you see Joe Burrow is averaging six yards an attempt, which is really low, especially when you talk about the trio of wide receivers that they have. Obviously, I talked about their yards per carry being 24th in football. And they, last week, they didn't have a run go for longer than 12 yards. And then in the passing game, Burrow's longest pass of the year has been 24 yards in the first two games. And to me, like it's just on the Jets defense to not be that unit that finally allows this offense to create big plays. We talked about how the Jets' defensive line should win against both the run and the pass, and how are they going to limit Chase, Higgins, Boyd, Hurst, all these guys they have. You know, it's on the pass rush getting home and then, you know, making life easy on the coverage. And I think you look at the way that the Bengals, you know, have tried to really compensate with their offensive line struggles. They've really relied on a quick passing game. So I think it's on the Jets, you know, with DJ Reed, Sauce, Michael Carter the second, to really play aggressive and not allow these guys, you know, just to – get the ball in their hands and be dynamic after the catch in space. So to me, it's on the Jets. Like I said, the, the stats are what they are. Their longest pass of the year, 24 yards. They didn't have a, one go for longer than 20 last week. You, you look at, you know, the yards per carry. There's no reason that the Jets defense should be the unit to allow this Bengals offense to start generating ex explosives. Yeah, exactly. You can't let them have those big chunk plays, no explosive plays. And the third key is slow down DJ Reader. You know, this is uh, one of the best defenders in the game. You know, the, the Giants, uh, rather the Jets, um, uh, offensive line has been, I, I would say, inconsistent. They looked better in week two. They looked a lot better. Max Mitchell, you know, obviously a rookie fourth-round pick, can have his struggles. Elijah Vera Tucker's looked great. I've been very, very confident in the way he's performed. Uh, Connor McGovern, let's say he's probably been average. Lakeland Tomlinson bounced back from giving up eight hurries and uh, eight pressures in week one to having a much better game in week two. And, of course, you have George Fant, who is also on the injured list this week, but he's expected to play. So, you know, this is definitely a unit that could use Dwayne Brown back. They could use that support. Um, but I think, you know, DJ Raider, he's, he's got the capacity to, to interrupt, you know, drives on his own. You know, especially against the run, you got to be really careful. Um, you know, Michael Carter, Brees Hall have had some good success the past couple of weeks, but you know, this might be another level. They got to take it to another gear. They got to kick it into another gear. And Brees Hall, we've seen his acceleration, his ability to hit the hole. I, it kind of reminds me of a young Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I, I, he runs in with Jonathan Taylor just because he has that kind of one cut, get vertical uh, type of mentality, which I really like about him. His acceleration and burst are next to none. Um, they really just got a double team DJ reader, you know, allow the other blockers to, to get open into space and you, the tight ends need to block. Well, you know, CJ Zoma's coming back. I wonder if they're going to run a little bit uh, more 12 personnel stuff and get those tight downs out into space at the second level. Um, should be an interesting, you know, schemed game. I'm, I'm curious to see how Michael Ford, you know, gears up against, um, the Cincinnati Bengals defense. So, you know, what are your thoughts on DJ reader and how the Jets can kind of sidestep him? It's kind of been lost in the shuffle, like they're 0-2, but like to me, DJ Reader on tape really jumped out in both games against both the run and the pass. He's been a force, been an absolute problem. And look, you said it, the Jets interior, they've invested a ton into with Lakin, ABT, McGov. Like there's way too much talent there. And like you said, I mean, they, they should really key in on him with double teams. I think you look at what the Jets did, and it was a more than respectable job a week ago slowing down Miles Garrett. It's once again going to be the case for this offense in this game to get things going. It's just not allowing DJ Reader to really take over. I mean, he's got uh, three quarterback hits and a tackle for loss so far. He's constantly generating pressure, getting in the backfield. So to me, he's a guy, you know, the Jets, if the offense is going to continue to move the ball like it did a week ago, you know, similar to Miles Garrett, the Jets have got to slow Reader down throughout this game.
Yep, they absolutely do. And the fourth key here, the Jets offense needs to run the ball inside the tackles with better efficiency. So this kind of plays into this exact same uh, trend here. The Jets need to be more effective running the ball inside the tackles, um, which ultimately requires your interior offensive lineman to be a lot more physical, um, you know, take guys like DJ Raider out of the game. The double teams need to be um, a lot more effective. But, you know, Michael Carter's done a pretty good job. I've been impressed with him. Brees Hall, you know, while not getting a ton of touches, uh, I did have a touchdown last week, I believe. So, you know, definitely uh, stood up, you know, stood out and, and had a, a big moment for himself, build some confidence. I think Brees Hall personally is the type of running back that gets better over time. I think you need to give him opportunities and he'll improve with that. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, Brees Hall just getting more reps and more touches as the weeks go by here. Um, and they really ramp him up and he adjusts to that NFL style of play. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if he got, you know, a little bit more than last week and, and he he ran effectively and, and whatnot. He can be a workhorse. He is a workhorse running back. You got guys like him get better as the game goes on and and not vice versa. And I need, need the touches to see the holes. I need the touches to see the gaps. And I think that if the Jets offensive line is producing enough um, hole and, and they're and they're really, you know, effective on defense and are limiting the Cincinnati Bengals from scoring, um, I think Brees Hall would be a great option just to move the chains, grind out their defense, and then open up the play action um, where he can actually make an impact as a receiver as well. Absolutely. I mean, last week, I think it was the lone real concern that the Jets offense had as well as they moved the ball and they scored 31 points. You know, they made things happen when they needed to, but, you know, really their big runs on the ground were when Michael Ford did a good job scheming things up for Brees Hall out wide on the edges with the jet sweeps, which we love to see. And I think LaFleur has got to keep going with gadget looks in this game, which ties into our next point with the man coverage the Bengals are going to play. But, you know, inside the tackles last week, I mean, Michael Carter averaged 3.3 yards of rush, which is not going to get it done week to week in this league. And, you know, whether, whether they commit to the ground game more, and like you said, give Brees, you know, a greater amount of opportunities, regardless, you know, when the Jets do run the football inside the tackles in this game, they've got to do so with better efficiency. And, you know, our final point here, the Bengals are going to play some cover one. They're going to give, you know, Jets wide receivers opportunities to flourish, you know, Chidobe Awuzie, Mike Hilton, Eli Apple are really their three guys. And, Jesse Bates is obviously their well-known, you know, deep free safety. But Elijah Moore, we, we highlighted it this week. I mean, he's been getting open a ton, and I think he's really due for a big game. We saw what Garrett Wilson did a week ago, and we talked about, you know, the separation he was creating week one when, you know, the opportunities just weren't coming his way. Same type of deal with Corey Davis. You know, I think you look at his first two games, he easily could have had over 100 yards, you know, the opportunities that they've missed to capitalize on with him. You know, these guys are going to have chances to thrive against one-on-one, and – not only separate, but I think they're going to have their chances to really create big plays down the field in this game. And, you know, that that's going to be a huge key for the Jets offense to score points and ultimately win this game. Absolutely. Yeah, they have to play well and dominate man coverage. Um, you know, we saw what Garrett Wilson did last week. Man coverage against him. It's not it's not possible. If you play man coverage against Garrett Wilson, you're going to get beat. He's a, probably one of the hottest pickups on fantasy football right now because of that. Um, Elijah Moore, I think, you know, had a quieter game last week, but you get the ball in his hands, you get the ball in his direction. He's going to make plays. And I think that, you know, Corey Davis also has had his moments as well. Of course, he had a big touchdown last week, but otherwise it was kind of quiet. Um, they have a, they have a, a three headed monster at receiver, man. This is definitely a good situation to be in. If you're Joe Flacco, if you're Zach Wilson coming back in a couple weeks, if you're uh, Robert Sala and you're in your offense, it's like, okay, we can move the football. We can make things happen. It really just boils down to the offensive line holding up. Um, and I think that's where the, the catalyst is going to be this week um, against the Cincinnati Bengals. Can they stifle a pretty solid pass rush there? But um, definitely excited about this game, guys. The Jets can win this one. I mean, they beat, I, honestly, I'd say the Browns are uh, a better team than the Bengals are right now. And, you know, they obviously walks away with a win there. Browns tried to shoot themselves in the foot this past week, uh, this past Thursday as well. So 
They definitely have something against themselves. But uh, the Jets and uh, Joe Flacco trying to get their second one of the season. Obviously, that momentum is very, very nice to have. And I think Zach Wilson walking into a winning situation where the team is in flow and everyone's playing well is an ideal situation. I think this team is going to get better as the season continues. I know it was a rough start, but a lot of teams had a rough start. You look at the Colts right now. Goodness gracious, they look like a peewee football team. So, um, you know, some clubs are doing better than others right now. But we're, we're far from midseason. We're far from uh, most teams being in form. But, guys, we'd love to hear your perspectives and thoughts below on the YouTube comments about this squad, any keys that we missed or things that you think the Jets will try to do uh, to give themselves a competitive advantage over the Cincinnati Bengals. As always, make sure to like and subscribe. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Enjoy football tomorrow. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets episode.